You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. Well, this episode is definitely jam-packed. What we're going to be talking about today is greatness. Like, what is it? How do we figure out what that looks like in our own lives? And I've got an awesome guest, Tracy Gurley, on today, and she's going to share her story. And I'm telling you, it's just amazing. And then I'm going to share with you my aha moment that I had this past year, which I figured out, oh my gosh, I totally know what greatness looks like that I'm pursuing in my life. And it has changed everything. And I'll tell you how you can do the same for yourself. And then at the very end, if you're interested in all this, and if you've been kind of keeping up, then I'll give you an update on my biz stuff, like all the challenges and some of the solutions that we figured out. And what I mean by biz stuff is, I mean, not only do I have the podcast, but I have a full-time voiceover career, on-camera career, and my husband and I run Atlanta Voiceover Studio. So I'll keep you updated on all of that. First of all, though, let me ask you, what does greatness look like in your life? You may have already figured it out or may still be looking for it. Like, what does that pinnacle look like? Is it fame? Does it look like everyone is talking about you? Is it getting that promotion or position? Is it just being known as a really great parent? Is it doing the, the most good or bringing about social change? I have struggled with this for a long time. You know, I mean, in acting, when you tell people, oh, yeah, I'm an actress, they're always like, what are you in? And acting, man, it's just tough because if you're not in something that everyone is talking about, then it just feels like it's not a valid pursuit or like, well, one day you'll make it. (laughs) So that really can be frustrating as far as feeling like you're doing something great. And then with VO, it's the same thing. There's less facial recognition in VO. And unless you have a big national campaign during the Super Bowl that everyone's like, that's super memorable, um, then some people may not know exactly what you do on a daily basis. Um, And then the podcast, what does that greatness look like? Is it getting the million downloads? Is it interviewing Oprah? I mean, that would be amazing. Oprah. I'm up for it anytime. (laughs) Um, But what is it? Growing up, I was always told I'm the oldest of four kids. So, you know, if you're the oldest, then you know, it's like all that responsibility is given to you. I used to always get told, you know, Heidi, one day you're going to do something really great. And I think for a long time, I've been chasing exactly what that is and feeling like I probably have let a lot of people down. I've often wondered, are they looking at my social media thinking, wow, I really thought she'd at least have something hit by now. And I don't know, that's always just been in the back of my head. But I figured out something this year that really helped everything and clarified a lot. And I'll tell you after we talk to Tracy, but I want you to hear Tracy's story because Tracy Gurley, she grew up believing a lot of negative just a negative narrative. I mean, not a greatness narrative at all. But she pushed past all that, and she actually started a dental school. So Tracy Gurley, I'm so happy to have you on. Tell us a little bit about that negative narrative. 
Growing up in a small country town in Tennessee, no one had went to college. My brother was the first one to go to college. We were still stuck in that, you know, you go to high school, you marry your high school sweetheart, you have kids at a young age, and that same routine of Mm. kind of how life has been. I know one, my brother being a Harvard graduate, that was always really tough to live by because Mm. he was always the smart one, and he's going to go far. He's going to be president. So one, living with that growing up was always, I didn't realize it at a time, but it was taking a toll on me mentally, as well as, you know, a lot of people always say, oh, you're the pretty one, you'll grow up, you'll marry a doctor, and you'll be okay. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to do anything, you know, just marry, marry well, is what we were told. And that's what I thought. I had such low self-esteem um, just because we were never really encouraged. And that was because my mom wasn't encouraged. My grandma wasn't encouraged. Like it's it was just, just came it, from the family, just yes. kind of passed down. Yeah. 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 And you felt like you couldn't get out of it. Like mm-hmm. that was, you know, that's just the way it was. It's so hard too, because I think that even if you're like, okay, I know I can do better. I know I can do better. It is so hard because subconsciously in the back of your mind, it's always there. That doubt of like, maybe this isn't my path. Mm. I really can't be this type of person. Yeah. Like I wanted to be an esthetician and we grew up poor, you know, Mm. Um, my mom and dad divorced when I was seven and my dad, you know, had some issues and some things he was dealing with. So he left for 10 years. And so growing up in a single home, a single mother home and um, really struggling growing up, not having any money and wanting to have all the things the cool kids had that I couldn't have. So fast forward to today, you have had a long career as a dental assistant, plus your husband is a dentist, you guys own a dental practice, and then you decided to be really brave and prove everyone wrong and you opened up a dental school all by yourself. It took me four years to do, but um, finally did it, like getting approved with the state of Georgia and all the hoops you had to go through. It definitely took a toll. I definitely had days I just wanted to quit and give up, like this is just too hard. I can't do it. What was I thinking? I just did a lot of research, started looking into it, looking in curriculums, uh, not knowing at all what to do, except I had been a dental assistant for 13 years and I loved it and I was passionate about it. When um, I finally got it all worked out, got it approved, and I kind of thought that was the hard part, but then it ended (laughs) up being the marketing, like how do I get the word out? How does people Mm. know like Mm -hmm. what this is? And um, I truly started not for financial reasons, but just to truly help those girls um, because that's how I was. Like I would love to have the opportunity or someone to help me right out of high school because I knew college wasn't for me. I changed my major three or four times. I went from fashion to to business, to childcare um, development, like I searched all those areas and it just, I couldn't find my thing. Mm. And so with this, you know, I fell in love with dentistry. I fell in love with the whole process and how how you could help people and change their lives. And I saw so many people lives that we changed just from their smile. And that's something we all have in common is teeth. You know, everybody (laughs) wants a good smile and teeth. And yeah, it's so important. Yes, it It really is. We don't think about that. Yes, that's really the first thing people notice is Mm -hmm. your smile. So Mm -hmm. whatever else you have going on, if you have that smile and you're beaming, then you light up. That's kind of what I love about it, um, changing that and helping people not be afraid or covering their mouth anymore because they're embarrassed of their teeth or their smile. So when you were doing all this, was there any voice in the back of your head saying, this is going to fail? This is just not going to work? 
Absolutely. I'm like, what am I thinking? I'm not a businesswoman. I'm mm-hmm. not a teacher. Like I'm, I was the one that was always in the background. I was always the one like everybody else talked. I was in the background. I like, how am I going to teach? How am I going to get up and talk? And mm-hmm. uh, especially because my dyslexia that I've discovered later in life, once I realized that I'm like, you know, how do I do this? How do I teach? And, you know, people not laugh at me for saying things backwards or, you know, doing different things with dyslexia that I've kind of dealt with, but I'm like, they're the same as I am. And that's what my husband kept telling me. He's like, they're the same as you, you know, you've been in this 13 years. You can, you can do it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. And so I launched that first class and nobody registered. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Tracy. So I was like, oh my gosh, how do, what, you know, how do I do this? I just yeah. thought like, you know, it was like the the movie, build it and they will come. So yeah. how is the dental school doing now? It's today? doing good. We're on our fourth class. All these girls are coming out now, now mm-hmm. that it's the words getting out. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that I truly love my students. And I'll never forget my first class, one of the girls came up and after the second class and she said, I need to talk to you. I said, okay, oh no, here we go. You know, what's going on? And she's like, I just wanted to let you know that I have dyslexia. I was like, that's okay. I do too. (laughs) She's like, wow, really? I was like, yeah. I was like, it's okay. I'll work with you. I know it just takes a little bit extra time for you, but I'll do it. You know, whatever it takes. Cause I I feel you. I'm there for you. She's like, yeah, I never finished. I finished high school at home, but I was homeschooled because I had a lot of medical issues and Mm. with dyslexia, like I never graduated high school. And so I was like, that's okay. I gotcha. Like, it'll be okay. And like, in some ways it it just made me feel so good that, oh my gosh, here's my opportunity to help her. She nailed every test. She Mm. nailed every quiz. Like she was one of the top ones in the class. And to see her go from like head down, like, I can't do this to, oh my gosh, I aced this test. Like to see her grow in this class. And then at graduation, she walked up to me and she said, Tracy, you know, you, you changed my life. You showed me I can do this. I can do something. And she, she just touched me in such a sweet way. And Mm -hmm. so many of the students have like a lot of it. I thought it would be me, but they've helped me in a lot of ways to, Mm -hmm. to see that I can help them. You're just full of bravery and courage (laughs) because you just launched a website and all of this was based out of something that you saw on Instagram that you were doing that led to this. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I after meeting this good vibe tribe, um, these girls like, you know, like I said, I was very down on myself, definitely been fighting depression for years, for years. I've been fighting it, not believing in myself, not thinking that I could do something um, because a lot of the projects I'd started just never turned out. I was definitely had that, you know, Going with the Wind was one of, is my favorite movie. And so, you know, I always wanted to be Scarlet, but I always was Melanie, really, you know, it's like, but I always wanted that drive of Scarlet O'Hara, you know, like, so like, even in college, like I had a little statue of Scarlet to remind me every day, but somehow I still, and and I love Melanie, I love that I am like Melanie, because she's sweet and honest and, and true, but I wanted the fire of Scarlet. Mm. So I wanted to be both of them combined. Um, So I felt like I've kind of finally found my Scarlet. Oh, that is (laughs) inside. And it was because of all the ladies that I've Mm. met here lately. And normally I've just always sat back and thought, okay, it'll happen. Or why can't I have friends? And especially at my age, like it's hard to go out. And I was one that I just never had friends in high school. And it was just never my thing. I was just 
I don't know. It was just well, always you were struggle. working probably. Yeah, a lot I was too. working I mean, a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's like all my college friends were going out and having a good time, and I was working two jobs and mm-hmm. going to school full time. Mm-hmm. This past year, I kept just trying to like I was really in bad depression and anxiety and trying to figure out like why why isn't the school working? Why isn't anything working? Like this is just I was just so down on myself. But then after the classes started working. After the social media started kicking in and I started meeting these wonderful students of mine and getting out of my comfort zone, going to events, going to things like Let's Conference and um, Pink Bar Workout with ladies and um, Helping Mamas event where Mm -hmm. um, I've seen you and um, got to hang with Heidi. Yeah. Um, um, I've learned that, like Callie said yesterday, you it's you. It's you, girl, like is what she said. And like, you're the one that have to decide to make a difference for yourself. I've always loved gadgets. And I shop way too much on Amazon <laughs> um, because I have little time to shop. So I always just kind of shop there. And I'm not and a fashion girl. And you can get girl. it in like two days. Yeah, you get it's it in amazing. two days. It's easy. It all started yeah. when I had babies. You know, I'm like, ooh, uh-huh. diapers in two days. Oh, Wonderful. Yeah. I don't have to get the kids out in the car and I don't have to drive. And so that kind of started my obsession with it. Everyone wanted to know, like, where'd you get this? And why'd you, how'd you do that? And I'm like, okay, like with all this other going good, let me just start a website, you know, and I'll just put on my gadgets on there and that way it's just easy for people to go see and I love it and it's all (laughs) stuff you can find on Amazon yes absolutely brilliant and it's gadgetgirl.shop okay gadgetgirl.shop I love it that's wonderful yeah so it's brand new I still have a lot to do like I did it last Saturday like I just pulled it all together in one day so I still have a lot I want to do with it and tell us where people can find out more about the dental school they can search Nova Dental Assisting School and um, I'll pop up and also Instagram it's Atlanta Dental Assistant (laughs) I've to change it to Nova Dental Assisting School, but I think it's Atlanta Dental Assistant. That's um, okay. Well, if well, I'll post it. Yeah, yeah. So and I'll yeah, tag it yeah, and everything okay. too. Yeah, <laughs> it just popped out of my. No, head. it's totally fine. Yeah, and, and and then the office is North Atlanta Smiles. Okay, so those are my three things I manage and work on. <laughs> okay, yeah, just three. No yeah, biggie. No biggie. No just biggie. Three. <laughs> so one final question for you: yes. If you can define greatness, what greatness looks like in your life? What would mm-hmm. that be? It would definitely be coming from, like I said, a small town, Tennessee, country girl who, you know, was definitely down on herself and didn't realize that she had any power to now I kind of see it. I'm like, it just all happened this last year. So I'll tell people like, oh, my gosh, here I am 40. And I'm just now for the first time in my life feeling happy and feeling like I got I can do this. I got this like I can do things I set my mind to. To me, that that feels like greatness. You kind of radiate it. <laughs> oh, thank sure. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on, Tracy, no, and sharing your you story and your journey. This, so. is, this has been wonderful. We so are excited to see where this your journey takes you. Thank you so much. I'm excited, <laughs> too. <laughs> when Tracy told me her story back at Let's Conference a little while ago in Atlanta, Um, I just thought I really want her to share her story with you because I thought it was so inspiring and she is so brave. The reality of it is, is those thoughts or those words as a young kid, I mean, gosh, they still can come back to haunt us, you know, even when we're 40, 50, 60 years old. And so having her share how she's pushed through all that, I thought that would be really encouraging to everyone else. So what is the mark of greatness? 
I think really greatness can be defined as living to the fullest of who we were created to be without any fear and without really any limitations, especially like limiting beliefs, I think is what I'm trying to get at. This past year, I really was thinking hard because I thought, I feel like I've been chasing greatness and not allowing myself to rest until I get to something big. But then I'm like, well, what is big? What does that look like? In doing so, I started looking back about over my life and thinking, okay, what do I feel like is kind of my ultimate purpose in life, you know? Um, I know this is going deep really fast, right? Just hang with me. I promise you. Hang with me, okay? And so I started thinking about what is this running theme in my life and things that I've done where I feel the most accomplished and most happy and most just like myself and who I was created to be. So as I started thinking about that, started thinking back to my blog, you know, Parties for Pennies, I started thinking about my um, Modern Post pilot TV show featuring bloggers, lifestyle show. It was a flop. But still, thinking about all of those things and even just growing up and what I did, I would take piano lessons um, when I was younger. But it would only last for maybe five minutes where I was actually playing the stuff that I was supposed to be practicing. And then I would start diverging from that. And then I would just start making up my own stuff. I did. I was so frustrated being boxed in by other people's stuff. I had to create my own. And that's when the light bulb went on my, my head. And I realized, oh my gosh, my greatness is when I am a creator. My greatness is is not defined by an elusive goal of, you know, I'm not trying to get there, but, you know, being a YouTube star or um, having the million downloads on, um, on iTunes, that my greatness is when I am creating something. And I will be feeling like I'm living in that greatness if I have five kids, (laughs) which probably won't at this point. We don't even have one. We're still working on that. If I do, we do have a child, I'll be living in that greatness, helping them create school projects. When we look at it like that is it's in our life purpose, then it doesn't matter what the outside parameters are. But what I discovered too, that it's not just your ultimate purpose, but I think there are two supporting purposes that go together in everybody's life. So for me, I realized that mine was an innovator and an organizer. And an innovator is I'm always looking for, okay, this was done this way. How can we do it differently? And how can we look forward to do it differently and better for the future. Um, I'm always looking at that. And that's very helpful for the Atlanta voiceover studio. And then also an organizer. Um, My husband and I just got back from this business retreat, which we'll talk about in just a second. One of the things that I realized I just love and energizes me is creating these systems and organizing things. That is not my top purpose at all. I could never be a an organizer just um, in general, but I love that aspect. And when I can do that combined with being a creator and an innovator, then I'm so happy and I feel like I am just in that niche of my purposes and living my greatest life. So how can you determine your own? Well, I look, I'm no psychologist, so I don't have a complete system for you, but I will tell you that I think that first of all, you should start by thinking about just the running theme through your life. Start looking 
looking at looking back and going, what were my proudest moments? What were the parts that I feel like I just contributed most in life and was able to um, be successful, you know, on whatever scale it is? And then it's got to be it's got to be a noun. Okay, so it's not a verb, but it's a noun. So um, one of the things that I did was I did one for my mom. And her top purpose is a teacher. She is a teacher through and through. You can see that weaved throughout her life, her entire existence. But then she also is a great creator. And that actually informs and helps her as a teacher. And then she's also a server. She's always thinking about other people and how she can serve them, which also makes her a great teacher. So those are just some kind of examples. If you are confused about it or anything, you can totally reach out to me on social media. um, And I'll keep trying to like refine it. Let me update you on some of the challenges of business and everything. First of all, I do want to let you guys know if you've been following our infertility issues, still not pregnant, but I do have a lot of hope. I read this amazing book called The Woman Code. It's by a woman named uh, Alyssa Viti. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And she talks about a woman's cycle and she says that we should not have PMS, which I mean, if you're listening and you're like, wait, what? Did you just stop that podcast? (laughs) No PMS. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No PMS symptoms that that is only a reflection of uh, hormonal imbalances. So like, what? I have never heard this in my entire life. So she has this whole questionnaire that you can go through. Um, She's also part of, um, it's called Flow Living, which is an app. Um, And if you go on Google or whatever, you can look up Flow Living, and it gives you some more information about it. But you can go through this questionnaire about some of your symptoms, your PMS symptoms, and then at the end, it'll tell you probably what your hormonal imbalances are based on those symptoms. So based on my symptoms, um, she suggests several uh, supplements, which one is called DIM, which is um, estrogen metabolizer. It helps metabolize your estrogen, obviously. Um, just said that. And then the other one is um, Vitex Berry. And that just helps overall regulate your hormones. And you guys, I'm just going to tell you that, I mean, we're not pregnant yet, but within three weeks of taking it, my la- my next cycle, I had no PMS symptoms. None. So it was crazy. So I'm we're very hopeful that this may help Okay, so moving on to business stuff. Last uh, personal podcast, I talked about how in the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, Mike and I were really struggling with our marriage and and owning the business and all that stuff. So we ended up going on a business retreat. We just got back from our business coach, and it was so helpful. We gained a lot of clarity, and one of the reasons why we or one of the ways that we gained clarity was she really encouraged us to come up with three values that we filter every decision through, just in home and in business. So we're so we make sure we're on the same page. And those values are stewardship, freedom, and grace. That's what we're using now to filter all of our decisions, which has been really, really helpful. And and then we also divided up roles within the the studio. And that has also helped because we realized, okay, you're good at that. I'm good at this. So yeah, you're in charge of that. I'm in charge of this. It just gained, gave us a lot of clarity, like I said. And we also realized that we made a lot of mistakes. So now we have to fix them. 
uh, which means having some hard conversations, fessing up, going, yeah, we made this really big mistake. And so what we promised you, we may not be able to go through on our promise, which just makes my stomach churn. But we're making those decisions through stewardship, being good steward of business, of students, um, of everything, and then freedom, freedom from fear. So we can't fear what other people may think, which is really tough. And then we are still looking for a new studio space. We have gone through the process with two spaces and uh, they have rejected us, which really sucks. We are kind of high maintenance. We want a lot um, as far as we need a studio built out and ah, like the sound is an issue. And so it feels like we're very high maintenance. But we've got one more that we are looking into this next week. So we'll see if it goes through. We're very hopeful. If you are interested in finding out about our business and life coach, she's really wonderful, Sean Haywood. She actually was on the podcast earlier ago. She talked about goals and it was a wonderful podcast. You can find out more at her website. It's called liberatemylife.com. And as far as voiceover and on-camera stuff, voiceover is still going awesome this year. And on-camera, I haven't been auditioning still. So, um, and I'm okay with it. So we'll see. We'll reevaluate it in a couple of months, but it's allowed me to do a lot more. That's where I'm at. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this podcast, if you lasted this long. (laughs) And listen, if you have a story to share that, you know, something in the podcast or by some guest has really impacted you, please share on Instagram. You can follow the Heidi Rue show. It's just at Heidi Rue and that's spelled H-E-I-D-I-R-E-W. And then on Facebook, it's the Heidi Rue show. So share there and you never know how other people may feel or have experienced the same thing. Have an awesome week, and next week we're going to talk to a woman that went from choir director to one of the most talked about tech startups here in Atlanta. You're not going to want to miss that. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 